Hello, beloved. Welcome to an episode of Queer Healing Conversations. Yes, we've made some changes around here and this episode is going to be the first of explanations, clarifications on where I am, where we are, where we're going. There's no new intro yet because I haven't recorded it. I just really wanted to sit down and have this conversation with you all. And I've been trying to record this episode for the past five days. And even today, I sat down earlier to record it and it just was all this noise everywhere. And all my OGs know I do not and will not (laughs) edit these episodes. And so this conversation today, as you can see from the heading, is from Christian supremacy to spiritual pluralism. And I want to share with you where I am. I think it's really interesting that the last episode was how about, how do you hold on to Christianity? <laughs> and my answer is that I have not held on and will not continue to hold on to Christianity. And I am more of a syncretist, which is someone who sees value and unity in multiple faiths and spiritual systems. So it's not like I'm throwing away Christianity. Uh, Donnell Wright on uh, a theologian, a black theologian on TikTok said this in a video just the other day about um, Christianity is the language that I know and that I'm fluent in, but it is not my native tongue and I am in search of my native tongue. And so this conversation I'm having with you all is a long time coming. And I feel like my OGs who have been listening to me for a while are probably not surprised. And the first people to hear about this happened, it was actually on IG Live last week. And so podcast people, if you're following me on IG and you join me, you already know, where this conversation is going, but I wanted to have a more detailed explanation, not too detailed because it's been two years in the making in a sense, let's just say since, hmm, I guess since the beginning of maybe 2021, most definitely since I got to Mexico, which was in September of 2021, when I've begun to hold Christianity a little looser and not like hold on to it for dear life as if there were no other truths out there. And so my journey really began, I would say, to where I am right now would be with the movie The Shack when God was a black woman and I began to interact with God as a black woman and on Instagram this week I posted that yes I most definitely can be queer and Christian and so for my audience listening to this that I still do identify as Christian the message is not changed the Christian religion is not 
anti-LGBT in the spiritual mystical reading of the text. But it is misogynistic. (laughs) And so I said, as a... I can be queer and Christian, but as a Black woman, I cannot remain a Christian because it is in my study of it and the history that goes beyond Christianity, I see it as a reactionary faith to the societies that were already in existence for millennial or millennium. And I really have always been in search of what the truth is. And for me, Christianity in the beginning um, of my journey as being baptized at the age of 17 in the Seventh-day Adventist church, I was a Bible literalist. And I believe that when the Bible said in Genesis 1-1 in the beginning, that really was the beginning. And in my mind, I thought that this was written to tell us what was happening from the very beginning of time. And so my transition to more of a syncretist uh, experience and more of a pluralist experience because I haven't arrived. I don't have a label. I am still very much a mystic because I'm still very much about experiencing the divine. I'm still a truth seeker, which is why we're here having this conversation now. And I'm still someone who very much is in relationship with the divine in the way that I understand her now. And so I haven't lost faith. I've gained faith. And so this conversation is not uh, a bashing of Christianity. Am I critical of Christianity and how it's been practiced? Absolutely. As someone who is African, um, who is communicating to you right now in a language that's not my own, who processes information that's not my own, very much similar to how Christianity is not my own, right? I'm not going to, my intent is never going to be to bash Christianity because my experience in that faith provided a lot of relief when I needed it. Now, the relief that it provided was from a situation it created. (laughs) And what I mean by that was a lot of my, what the traumatic situation that had happened to me when I was 25, when I had, um, my first uh, like anxiety episode, I had never had that before. And so that was really like earth shattering for me. And it took me months to recover. And the only way that I could recover was through seeking God, the God of peace and the God of love and believing 100% of that and not allowing and not allowing my faith to just happen at church because I was in trouble like i was fighting for my life and so it couldn't be an experience just at church i had to open my bible i had to read i had to learn who this god was according to this bible that i grew up believing was the answer and the truth beyond all other truths and so it 
was my responsibility and a requirement if I wanted to continue living to get to know who this God was. And so for me, my experience in the faith was successful. And I think that's something that's so interesting is the people that you often find who are maybe moving beyond Christianity into understanding other faith practices and spiritual traditions are not the regular churchgoers. These are the people who were fanatics, right? Like the people who were, and not fanatic in the sense that someone's dragging you to church on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. That's not a fanatic. That's someone, the person who's dragging you to the church, the person who's going to the church, who's listening to the music, who's who's memorizing the scripture, who's diving deep into the hermeneutics and, and exegesing all of that. It's those people that have studied and and this is just my experience because i think there can be a stigma on the people who have moved beyond christianity to say that oh they were never really saved i would definitely beg the differ that those people probably were the uber saved people and they followed the faith to the t of what of how they understood it right and so when they reached to the end of themselves or to the end of the faith of of the results from the faith and started asking bigger questions is more than likely how they were able to transition away from that end. I just want to say right now here, I don't have an outline for this conversation. I just wanted to, from my heart, talk to you guys about where I am and where we're going. I'm hoping that you receive clarity from where we are now in Confidently Queer and where we're going to be with Rainbow Revelations and how I'm going to be showing up online and why I'll say now I'm having this conversation with you all because I'll be honest y'all I was ready to walk away from Confidently Queer because the box of Christianity was the walls were closing in on me and I did not want to be inauthentic because I don't want to say my brand because that sounds weird to say my brand because it's really how I live my life. I'm a transparent person. I have boundaries, obviously, around what I share sometimes. <laughs> I don't always have the best boundaries with what I share. But um, on here and how I've shown up for you all and Confidently Queer from the very beginning was that I was after freedom and I was going to be transparent in that journey and I was going to help as many people that I could along the way so that we could be free. Like if I've tasted freedom, I'm not going to keep it to myself. I'm going to share it with you. And if you want to come along with me, I'm going to provide opportunity for you to do so. Am I providing opportunity right now to join me on this journey? Not right now in this moment. All I'm inviting you to right now is into my process. And someone said this on the live on IG and it just really was and has been for me one of the greatest compliments, which the person said, and if you're listening, thank you so much because it's like, it really, it's really, uh, it really hit my heart in such a special way. And it was, they said, thank you for making me feel safe to be free. And so that's what this conversation is about, is about me sharing where I am 
with you all and giving you permission. Maybe if you were waiting for permission to ask questions beyond the Christian framework for yourselves. And if you're not there yet, it's also to say there's nothing wrong with that, right? Um, you can be queer and Christian. There's absolutely <laughs> nothing wrong with that. So back to what I was saying about wanting to step away, I was feeling very boxed in and very limited in what I wanted to share because I'm learning all these new amazing things. But I'm also wanting to be mindful that the the blessing of what I was doing and will continue to do because the resources are still there. Like truth is still the truth when it comes to you being queer and Christian. But the blessing of what I was doing was that people were able to find a safe space who were queer and Christian, right? That they didn't have to divorce those two parts of themselves to exist separately, that they could bring all of that with us into my space, right? That is still true in Rainbow Revelations. That is still true on all of my channels. This is not a rejection of all that. But I wanted to maintain that. And in my desire to maintain that, it was suffocating me. And I am not willing to suffocate and stifle my expression in order to maintain a comfort level for for people because even when i was moving from the very fundamentalist environment of the seven day adventist church and moving into a more into a non-denominational charismatic space oh my gosh my church family were so upset i mean they were like like visibly angry like ferociously angry for and i couldn't process like why are you so mad like i'm just reading the bible and doing what the bible said like you're what you're teaching in church is not making sense and so I made that transition. And when I made the transition from being a non-affirming Christian charismatic who spoke in tongues and laid hands and healed into an affirming Christian who did all of those things, there was also that level of confusion, right? And so now that I'm moving from an affirming person who's still a spiritual being and still a mystic and also now obviously, and I'll tell you about this later, a historian, I understand that there will be people who are going to feel a certain type of way. And I'm not angry. I'm not upset. I'm not making any pleas to anyone to stay in a space that is, no, is not aligned with where you are right now. You have complete autonomy to choose and curate your life in a way that aligns with where you are right now. Okay. As you have that freedom, I also have that freedom. And I'll tell you, since I've made these announcements this week, I feel so much more energy to show up again because I love sharing truth. I'm passionate about truth and I want to do that more. And so I'm going to continue to do that. But someone wanted me to talk about how I was able to make this transition, like how did this happen? And so... I want to share a couple of things that really were monumental to me letting go. Uh, and it was not an easy process, y'all. I really have been in this struggle for a couple of years and doing my study in the back. And I've been sharing like bits and pieces, but I've also been mindful like I'm sharing bits and pieces, but I'm not ready to share the full experience yet because 
I'm not on the other side. And I wasn't on the other side. I was just getting the information, just being really excited. But now um, I'm on the other side. And the reason why I know I'm on the other side is because I came out to my family as non-Christian. And so that experience is where it's at. And I'm so <laughs> not in the Christian framework that whatever fears or concerns that they may have, maybe about my eternal well-being, um, it's their concern and not mine, right? I'm like, I've, I'm good. So for me, one of the, the first major realizations that really hit me when studying all of this was just the fact that Christianity is relative, including Judaism, is relatively new. That when you expand your worldview and you become a global citizen and a global human being, thinking that Christianity is supreme over all of that gave me a huge pause because then that made me question God because why, if we are all yours, why are you not communicating yourself in these other cultures? And why are you waiting till around 2000 BCE to have this conversation about what the beginning was when the beginning started 30, 40, 50,000 years before then. So you weren't talking to anybody. And so just for me, again, this is why this is not like Christian bashing because it's just for me like common sense, okay? And that's not to be facetious. So you just got here, but you're telling me that you have all of the truth? Like, come on, like <laughs> be for real. And so that was for me, as someone who loves history, was for me, okay, I need to maybe take a step back and and really look at this because I love the Genesis 1-1, in the beginning God. I love that. And I still, that scripture, it still blesses my soul. Many scriptures still bless my soul. But they bless my soul not because <laughs> they're in the Bible, it's because the Bible is an echo, right? Come on, Holy Spirit, Okay. Uh, the Bible is an echo of truths that have existed <laughs> for thousands of years before the Bible were written. That's why the words are so powerful, not because they originated from the Bible, in my understanding, right? Not because they originated from the Bible. It's because God is love has been true for millennial or millennium, right? Um, the processes of creating your world and understanding that the power of life and death is in the power of your tongue. That uh, as you say, right, you speak those things that do not exist and you speak them as if they do exist, right? Faith is the evidence of things not seen, right? Um, all these things have been true for millennium before the Bible. And so it makes sense why when we read certain things in the scripture that it resonates with us because it's truth, okay? So for me, when the Bible said in the beginning and then I found out it actually isn't the beginning, I went in search of the beginning. And so when I went in search of the beginning, I learned that there was a history of people worshiping divinity as feminine and not masculine. And so then I had to ask the question of what, why, why, where did the switch happen? 
And what else went along with that switch? And so I realized when the switch happened and I see and saw in the scripture that it was very much a reaction to move people away from the feminine aspect of creation and of life and rework everything to be masculine, right? The the patriarchy, we hear that, you know, that's a buzzword, but it's a real thing that happened. And the question that I asked myself in the beginning of this process was, well, how come, right? Christianity has to be the truth because it is everywhere, right? It's one of the biggest, if not the biggest religions in the world. Like, how did that happen? Well, it happened through genocide, right? It happened through bloodshed. It happened through war. It happened through, um, there's a saying in Africa where the colonizers came in, the Europeans came in, and they told us to close our eyes and like and handed us a Bible and they were stealing our, stealing our land, right? While our eyes were closed, um, holding their Bible. So that's how it spread. It wasn't because it was a supernatural spread. <laughs> now, evil can be supernatural, obviously. So maybe supernatural in that way. So the prevalence of Christianity is not due to so, like God having the sovereign power and spreading the message. That's not how that happened. And so for me, in search of the beginning and seeing that it, this Judaism, I should say, not Christianity specifically, right? The Torah was written in response and in reaction to the feminine divine principle that was being worshipped at that time. And so when I say my journey began at the shack, I didn't know any of this when I watched The Shack, right? And knowing also that humanity began in Africa, it it just aligned for me that God as a black woman, me relating to God as a black woman, as a black divine feminine, really resonated with me. And so I sat with that energy. I sat with that new awareness that was a part of my journey <laughs> where I would say, I don't know what y'all name is. <laughs> I don't know what to call you, but I'm going to sit with this and honor that there was, you have been here from the beginning, right? And so I don't know who you are, but I'm, I would love to meet you. I would love to hang out with you. I would love to understand when I was speaking to the God of the Bible, was that you, right? And I've received answers on that and we'll go deeper into those questions. But that was part of my journey going back to the beginning and wanting to meet that divine feminine divinity, that being, that source, whoever, whatever you call, right? People call it have all different names. But who was it, right? If in the beginning, God, who was that God? Who was that goddess? Who was that creatures? So I did that. And that's what I found. One of the books that I read two books, When God Was a Woman. And um, the great cosmic mother. I don't know why I'm pausing and hesitating on that, but I'm pretty sure the that's the name of that book. Um, the original version, not like the edited new edition version of the book. So those books were very eye-opening for me. And it was just very clear, like, oh, well, I can so clearly see through now how innately I was questioning why in the Bible the women had no names, right? I was questioning why the my period was dirty. I was questioning all of those things. And as I've been 
expanding my experience and I apologize for the noise in the back um, if you can hear that I'm not gonna pause because I'm like on a roll uh, but again I'm in Mexico there's traffic all right so as I expanded my spiritual experience and awareness and practice not I don't want to say practices but just um, I would say exploration and start to really tap into me being a woman and really loving being a woman and tapping into my womb and the cycles and all of that, man, it's been so powerful. It's been so beautiful. It's been so amazing. And seeing God as a woman goddess and seeing the earth as this womb space and coming to the realization that this oneness that you guys know that I talk about all the time on my OGs, this one is that I talk about all the time, we've always known and we were set up to know from the very beginning because we come through the womb. Like we, we've all always known what oneness is and we can understand what oneness is because that is our, our origins, that's our beginnings, right? And you know, they call Africa the motherland for a reason because that's our, that's our origin land. And so, when I started really looking at all of that and studying different practices, when we talk about presence and how presence for the Western mind and how they experience their spirituality is very much about emptying yourself and leaving the past and leaving the future and just becoming just pure consciousness and how that is so different from where the our human race comes from, where we... And this is where like ancestor veneration and um, honor comes from. It's not a worship. And I understood it where it's not about emptying yourself in the spaces and societies that honor the divine feminine and divine mother. That it's really about your coming into each moment full of the wisdom of the people that have come before you because it's through their wisdom that you're here, right? Like... If they had messed up, <laughs> I want to use the other word, right? If they had effed up, um, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> and I wouldn't be here. So some kind of wisdom was in play when you arrived here. And something that I found also that's very interesting is when I'm looking at all of these things and studying it, I'm seeing and being reminded of the language that I know, right? Because, you know, for example, I live in Mexico, and so I know Spanish pretty well. Uh, well, my, that's kind of that's kind of bold. I know it enough, okay? <laughs> but when I hear Spanish Spanish people speaking Spanish, right, I, I'm interpreting it in my mind into English words, right? And so when I was, and still am, learning all these new practices, my interpretation is still Christian in a way. And so when I was studying about and really understanding um, this idea of presence and how it's so different in Western European male thought versus African feminine experience, that it's really, you're not coming to the moment empty, that you're coming to the moment full. I mean, that's so powerful. Oh my, I can, oh man. I just love that. I remember when I got the, I got this revelation on us like maybe a few weeks ago, 
Um, one of my friends asked me to read one of um, Eckhart Tolle's book and he was talking about the presence and I'm just like, where do they get this from, right? And he started talking about linear time and, and then I went to go look it up, come to find out <laughs> linear time is created that from the beginning time was cyclical, right? And it still is like the clock <laughs> is in a circle <laughs> and that uh, we live in cycles, right? I mean, as a woman, you know, our bodies go through cycles every month. And so when I started to go back to the divine feminine awareness, there's, it wasn't just, oh, I'm going to call God a she. There's so many different aspects of how we interact with the world, even our experience of fear, where we can feel disconnected from God and disconnected from the world and disconnected from the earth and how and I've told so many of my clients this and I didn't even know where it was coming from where when you're in fear and your body's you know doing what the body does when it's responding to fear that if you just go lay in the ground like the earth the earth will bring you back back to center like how how beautiful is that how healing is that um and that that idea that we can be disconnected is completely it's completely opposite of how our our original parents experienced their connection with the divine right um did they have anxiety i'm sure but maybe not about being disconnected from god or rejected by god right um because it's much easier for us to feel and expect unconditional love from a mother than from a father because you didn't come through his body, right? You came through her body. And so we have this expectation that it's it's harder for us, for her to reject us. And so we don't really expect the rejection from her. So those are just a few things that has been really, uh, it's been really um, helpful for me as I've been walking this journey. I'm still in the journey, y'all. I'm not, I haven't arrived anywhere I'm not sure if I am arriving anywhere. Um, some things, fun things that I have started to do is learning some South, the South African language that's um, spelled X-H-O-S-A and pronounced Xhosa. And just really returning to that because I am that person. <laughs> like, I want to know how we got here <laughs> and I want to, I want to live in that, right? That's why I love the Bible. I thought it was telling me the truth about how all this started. And so now I'm going to actually go find out. And that's where we are. And so as we're moving forward, the online course, the devotional, the affirmation cards that are for queer Christians are going to be renamed as the bridge, right? To get you from a place of where you feel fear and disconnected from God and this idea that because we're on a linear time that there's a beginning of time and there's an end and that end of time is going to end up with you in hell um, all of that these resources are effective from getting you from where you are in that space to a space of where you have freedom to decide whether you want to remain in the Christian framework or not. My work has never been about telling you who you can be. My work has always been about helping you connect to the divine so that you can hear the divine for yourself so that you can have that relationship and moving forward, 
the work that Queer Healing Conversations is going to be doing, the work that um, we will be doing Rainbow Revelations, the work that I'll be doing on my social media is going to be about calling you and inviting you within to help you really figure out and learn what your unique spiritual, I want to say fingerprint and blueprint is because in my practices and my sitting with the divine, there are many things that I am led to do that come from all over the world. And I see all kinds of things and I'll go look online and it'll be from the dream time, the um, the dream time mythology from the aboriginals in Australia. And I'll go do something and it's from the the Hindus who worship Shakti. And I'll go learn, there is a phrase that divine will have me say, and then it's from the Ubuntu tribe, right? So it's been, honestly, it's been a lot of fun. And I just love that it's so, and that's where the syncretism comes from. It's not because I'm trying to be syncretist, it's because in my personal time, in my quiet time, my time that I hang out with divinity, these things have come up. And so it's been a learning process for me and I'm inviting you to be bold enough if you're willing and ready to step into that and let's see what that looks like together. So I'm excited. I may not sound super excited right now because it is late and I've been up working, but I didn't want another day to go by without having this conversation. And something else before I close that we will be talking about, okay, because we need to be confidently queer holistically. We will be talking about money and we will be talking about orgasms. If you're on my social media, <laughs> you've already been made aware of this. So we're doing it all, honey. So we're in, instead of me throwing in the towel and hiring people to run Confidently Queer and going on and moving on to something else, uh, I sat with Spirit and um, was told very clearly this is a time for expansion, not a time to walk away. And so... I'm really excited that I get to do this with you all. And if you're rocking with me, please believe. There is room for many more transitions. But, and I'm going to say this in a, very, in a very nice way, like how dare you not expect me to evolve, right? And how dare you not expect yourself to evolve? So does evolve necessarily mean being not Christian? Not necessarily, but it does for me in this in this season. And so... That's where we are. So thank you for listening. If you have questions, drop them in the question box. I'll remember to put them on here on Spotify. Or you can slide into my DMs, honey. They're always open for you guys. I love you all so much. Here's to, and this is my original tagline when I started my business in 2016. Here's to freedom in our spirituality and our sexuality. Bye.